do you want to know yourself better or understand the relationships in your life better? Stick around. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. I'm the host of the show, Derek Hayes, and I'm here to introduce the star of our show, Miss Lita Brooks Hayes. Hello, Lita. You're smiling big when yeah, you're yeah. saying Every time that. I, say it. I know. Still getting used to it. But Good it's morning. Wonderful. Good morning. Hi. Well, before we begin, Lita has been working as an interior designer for over 20 years. She's incredibly talented and has branched out and opened multiple retail stores and is now blogging and podcasting full time. If that wasn't enough, Lita is a mother of two and now two more and devotes her time to teaching others how to achieve their goals and live life to the fullest. She sums it up best in her branded hashtag, Design Your Life. We are broadcasting live today from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Business Radio X and the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to 404-777-HURT. All right, you ready? Yeah, but I feel like I should explain why you're grinning. If if uh, someone's tuning in for the first time, sure, I don't or they haven't tuned in to season three, we got married. I'm so sorry, you get to we add the haze to this yes. is Lita Brooks haze that makes him smile really big. So yes, well it should. It's been a few months since our wedding. It was wonderful. It was. It was a perfect weekend. It still is. Yes, it still is. And yes. speaking of relationships and learning a lot about each other, today's guest, I'm going to let you introduce. Yes, right I am so path. excited. So I've been teasing the show for a few weeks. I've known, I think I knew even at the end of season two, this is something that I wanted to unpack. I just find this absolutely fascinating. I know that our listeners will too. I am introducing Dr. Nikki Tobias. Welcome to the studio. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you. And oh, yeah. Round of applause. The live studio audience. We are going to be unpacking the Enneagram. Yes. What is it? How does it relate? It, it To me, it is fascinating. We've had just, this is our first time meeting in person. Yes. We've talked on the phone a few times. And yeah. You know this so well, mm. even before I told you my number, just talking to me on the phone, mm-hmm. you told me my number. I, I said I was probably pretty likely that yeah. I knew what you were. And I took the test and you were 100% right. And then I you had never even spoken to Derek. Yeah. And I was telling you about him yep. and you said I bet he's a yep. and sure enough he took his test and he sends me the test and right. tells me that night at dinner. Yeah. And I was just chuckling. I said, she called it. This is going to be cool. <laughs> this is going to be really cool. Yeah, so. it's a lot of fun. I've been studying the Enneagram for, you know, I don't know, four or five years. I was thinking about that this morning. And I just, um, I, I don't think that there are any other tools that help you understand your relationships and improve your relationships more than this one. And, and I think that it helps us understand ourselves better. And I mean, who do you spend the most time with? You, in your own head, sure. right? And so I feel like if it can improve every relationship you have, including the one that you have with yourself, and nobody else in your world even has to have done it or you know know that you're learning about it you can still improve all your relationships because the only thing we are in control of our is ourselves and sometimes I'm like man that is a full-time job right like I don't even do all that well at that all the time and so I don't have to be trying to influence or control anyone else I get to know me better and I get to understand how other people interact in the world and how they view the world and all of a sudden my relationships improve and uh, I think that's pretty powerful that's yeah go ahead Derek as she said you the two of you have already spoken about this at Mm -hmm. length and had a couple of conversations at least but I've never spoken to you until today yeah yeah. so before we dive deeper into this I'd love for you to give me a quick history or background about the Enneagram itself yeah how it was developed and those kind of things yeah so there's uh, some sort of mixed uh, I guess opinions or information about when it started Um, they can uh, 
prove at least 1875, um, and that it, it started with um, sort of some mystics and, and you know, went into, um, so there is some Christian religious component to it, but then as um, they were sort of figuring some of this out, then psychologists got involved, and, you know, then we sort of added all the, the human services sure. and the human sciences layered on yeah. top of it, and so then it just kind of got better and better and more and more complete, um, and so it's interesting. I don't know that I've quite found the words yet. It's like... Uh, simple but profound I don't you know like there's a lot of levels and there's a lot of digging in you can do and you can know it at a surface level and and have it be really powerful or you can study for years and years and just keep learning and learning and learning and so I love that part I, I have a PhD I mean I you know you, you don't go to school that long if you don't like to learn so like I love <laughs> to learn um, and so I just keep feeling like almost like I'm peeling an onion and I just keep finding more layers to peel so if you want to know a little bit about it and and it's fun and you can understand yourself better um, that's great, and I think it will really help. But if you wanted to just keep going and learning learn more and more about it, I think you can absolutely do that too. So before we dig into the content, I want to start the show. We've introduced you. We're, we're talking about the topic of the day. But tell our listeners if they want to dig in more with you as their teacher. So as yeah. we're going to go through the show, tell us, uh, tell our listeners how can they find you and kind of what services yeah. do you provide? Sure. So um, I want to clarify that I am a certified life coach. You can Coaching is an unregulated industry. Anybody can call themselves a coach. And there are plenty of uncertified coaches that are spectacular but I think it depends what you're looking for similar to counseling and, and even the law right you want to choose the right law lawyer design. for the job you and, can right. be a decorator or we've done shows on that exactly yes. and so uh, I am a certified life coach um, I have a background in counseling and um, student affairs and identity development but I am not a licensed uh, therapist I always like to clarify that um, I do have a speaking and a coaching business so my business is called grounded vision so I'm on Facebook at grounded vision grounded underscore vision on Instagram um, just started in the world of TikTok. we'll see how that goes I don't know it's a crazy new world out there um, but I do a lot of coaching about all kinds of things I help people um, in relationships and we were using the Enneagram in relationships um, I've been hired more often recently to be working with teams at work and how how do supervisors um, supervise staff better how you know maybe you have a staff member who is really good at what they do but there's sort of always relational issues and interrelational issues we might be able to figure out what that's about and actually resolve that because it saves us a lot of money to retain somebody who's really good at what they do rather than have them move on and need to hire somebody else and train and all that stuff so um, this can be about you I, I coach plenty of people on their own about how to know themselves better, make better choices, understand why they do what they do. Um, but it's great in relationship of any kind. So I've done um, parents and their adult children, um, significant others, work, you name it. Um, if you're willing to learn and grow in yourself and you have other people around you that are willing to learn and grow in themselves, um, you, you know, we can do it live, Zoom. You know, gosh, COVID has changed the game for, sure. for what we can do um, online. I had a family once um, that the, the mom's like in Tennessee, one or two of the kids is in Texas. I mean, they, they were like six people on the Zoom and they were all across the country. Um, but this has been so helpful for kind of how they argue and how they understand each other better. And, and they've all been in touch with me and said, they've just had so much more grace for each other and that they're not arguing like they used to. And, oh gosh, I mean the ripple effect of that, like the legacy, um, in work families and in family families and in relationships is, is really neat to see. All right. I'm gonna go back to a basic here real quick. Okay. I had never heard of the Enneagram yeah. other than my kids had mentioned it, doing it at school, something, oh, something yeah, they had done there. Mm -hmm. And then Lita talked about doing a show about this because yeah. she had also spoken to my kids about it. Yeah. So again, I didn't even know the word. And for people that are listening, just so you know, to, to Google it, look it up, it's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. -N -N -E 
Enneagram. Yep. So would you talk a little bit about the test itself? Yeah. So let me back up and say, as a caveat, right, back in 1875 or whenever this was started, there wasn't an assessment. There weren't computers. You couldn't just, uh, you know, answer a couple questions and get a response. So officially, people who are um, true sort of Enneagram gurus would say, listen, you should study the whole thing and figure out which feels the most like you're seen, heard, and exposed, right? The most like, oh, I've gotten that critical feedback or, oh, uh, yes, that, that is something that I really value. Now, in the age that we're in, we're sort of immediate gratification people. And so we like assessments and we like a ready answer and we want to know all the things. And kind of like, um, you know, I don't know if you remember, Lito, like I feel like in my teens I did all those like – Teen magazine yes. quizzes, <laughs> and you know you want to learn all this. The stage. seventeen, yes. Cosmo, and you read yes. like the four sentences, yes. and that was supposed to tell you, you know, how the rest of your life was going to go. It's still <laughs> popular on Facebook. <laughs> yes. All those, all I did, yes, yes, everybody, yeah, lo- everybody loves a good quiz about right. themselves. And so there are a ton of assessments out there, and I always say to people, you know, in and of themselves, some assessments are better than others, uh, but an assessment is only as good as you know yourself and you're willing to be honest about it. If we answer an assessment the way the feedback our mom gave us, or some teacher or coach told us or the way we wish we were and then your results don't like you're like that doesn't sound like me at all Mm -hmm. well it was because you didn't answer like you you answered by your mom's voice in your head or you answered by oh I wish I was like this Uh, my very favorite assessment the one I think is the most accurate is um, through the company your Enneagram coach and they do a lot of coaching and I've lots of webinars and stuff. But um, if you if you did like youreneagramcoach.com, right away you can find their assessment. It'll take you 15 or 20 minutes. Um, and initially you're, you're taking answering questions about the whole all nine numbers on the Enneagram. So Enneagram is like um, nine-sided object. That's really what that means. It's just that there's nine parts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the last third of the assessment people get really frustrated by because they're only pitting against each other questions of the numbers that rose to the top for you so like let's say you come down to like two and eight as your top choices then all the questions are two against eight and you're like I want to choose both (laughs) well yes but you have to it's called a forced response so when you have to choose then something will rise to the top and some of those were really easy that was they were very black and white like oh yeah that yeah Yeah. what I wanted to ask while we're talking about the test itself Derek and I both found this part challenging on the first part of the test it would have a general question like um with a bunch of adjectives Mm -hmm. I and you were find myself um you know strong assertive bold and then there would be one that was totally off base mm-hmm. that I really didn't want to answer yes to the question, mm-hmm. but yet I had 90% of the other words in the question. Yeah, so then you would go with it because you it, you would know, go, the majority we did. of it. We did. We both did yeah, that. the majority yeah. of it is, yeah, for the most part, this is all of me. And you have to understand, we, we haven't really gotten into it, but each of our numbers has healthy, average, and unhealthy behavior within your number. You sort of imagine even your own number is on a continuum, right? I am also an eight wing seven, and so I have some healthier eight days and some unhealthier eight <laughs> days and and that's real life right but so maybe in some of those when I when I read those list of words maybe some of those words existed more in my 20s but I've kind of grown up or I've kind of settled down or I've kind of you know just calmed into my current skin and so some of that doesn't apply anymore or some of it I'm on the way to and I'm just not there yet Right. Um, but I would say if if the question is mostly true, mostly true. OK, yeah. that was when we both commented on that. Yeah, that this is mostly true. So we went with that answer. I just wanted to make one point. So in doing research and I told you, I've been mm-hmm. thinking about this and, mm-hmm. and reading the book and talking to different people for 
probably six months now on the Enneagram. Uh, I found this book, really great. I read through it all, took its test. Mm -hmm. I was an eight. Mm -hmm. Took the test you sent me, Mm -hmm. I was an eight. And Mm -hmm. then I did another test that someone had sent me. I'm an eight. Mm -hmm. I was an eight on every test that I took. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, that doesn't mean everybody listening is going to be that consistent. Right. But uh, for me, it was. So meaning if if it's not the test that you mentioned and they do something else, for me, it was very accurate. Well, and that's what I think, you know, that's what I say is they say you'll know your number when you feel equally seen, heard, and exposed. Again, when you're like, oh, gosh, they had language. Like, I always felt that way, but I didn't have the words. And like, that is the words. Like, that nails it. But also, I think that part about when you read some of the unhealthier side of your number and you're like, oh, gosh, that has absolutely cost me relationships or I have absolutely gotten that critical feedback before. Um, The... One of my favorite books is The Road Back to You um, by Ian Cron and Suzanne Stabile. They both have their own uh, Enneagram coaching companies now, their own podcast. They used to do it together. But The Road Back to You has a page, the first page of every chapter that is about a number is like 20 or 25 sayings um, that that number might say. And when I look through there, um, I have some tendencies to be a one. I have some tendencies to be a three. But when I read the statements for eight, I was like, oh, I said that this morning. Like dead on, like that came out of my mouth this morning. And it is so bizarre. I think sometimes like you read that stuff and you're like, how, how, how did these people like know me so well? Or like, how are they in my head? That is the power of this assessment. But it isn't, I want to be really careful. Some people feel like you're not going to box me in and don't, don't, you know, don't put me in a box. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. The Enneagram tells us our core fears and our core desires. And so all of us as eights have core fears and core desires. All twos have the same, similar core fears and core desires. How that shows up in the world is kind of on a continuum, you know, has some room. But, uh, you know, what we talk about, what matters to us, whether we think about things in the past, present, or the future, whether we make decisions out of our brain or our feelings or our gut, like all of that, our numbers would have in common. And so that's, I think, how somebody like me who studied it for a while can often be like, oh, I bet this person's a whatever. And as long as we don't use it to judge people, I think that's another um, reservation some people have about the Enneagram is like, well, if I know this, then I can manipulate other people. Or if I know this, then, you know, then I can like use it against somebody. Well, I mean, that might be true, but you can use the disc and Myers-Briggs and any other thing, you know, against somebody (laughs) if that's your intention. The intention ought to be, how do I grow into a healthier version of what I already am and have more grace and patience for other people wherever they are? Right. And then I think, too, it provides a phenomenal language. So then, um, you know, if I, I've been single a really long time, but let's say I had a partner and we, uh, and they knew the Enneagram too, and I start acting like my five self, I start using my, the tool in five which is my stress number hopefully my person then knows that about me and says I'm noticing some of your five behaviors is is everything okay or what can I do for you as opposed to being like well gosh you're really shut down what's your problem mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah, like, no, like there's, I a, there's mean. an acknowledgement yeah. that there's a yeah. behavior change but then how I language hey what's happening with you makes all the difference it's like is, is the the beginning of a fight or the beginning of healing <laughs> but the understanding is what is so fascinating i'm Absolutely. thinking of it knowing derek's number now right. and reading it in black and white and understanding that but also this to me would be really fascinating for my children who are polar opposite in yes, nature they are. they are and the way and i deal with them very differently the way that i handle my son and the way that i parent my daughter I mean they couldn't so it would be really neat to but again that level of understanding and awareness is what I think is so 
great about this. It comes along. Yeah. Right. Well, this is a terrific foundation. It's also yes. a great time for us to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back just in, in a couple We've of minutes. We've got lots more. Absolutely. Hey, everyone. Lita here. I want to share an opportunity for all my listeners to become a part of the show. As you know, the Status Life with Lita podcast is a teaching podcast. I take all of life's big topics such as stress, marriage, divorce, co-parenting, weight loss, living a healthy lifestyle, entrepreneurship, parenting, and grief. I've also taught the difference between an interior designer and a decorator, design trends, and how to make a house a home. If you listen to any or all the shows and you have a story to tell, I want to hear it. Please go to Status Life with Lita on Facebook or Instagram, give the page a like, and send me a direct message about how the information in the podcast helped you. Each person whose story gets shared on the podcast will receive a $50 Visa gift card. I will contact you personally to let you know you've been chosen and to get your address to mail the card. I love my listeners, and now it's time for you to become a part of the show. I have a second chance to win. If you have an idea for a show topic I have not yet covered, you can also submit an entry for a chance to win. If chosen, you will receive a $25 Visa gift card. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I can't wait to read your stories. Hello, everyone. As a listener of the Status Life with Lita podcast, you already know I'm attorney Derek Hayes. I've been practicing law in the state of Georgia now for over 26 years. My firm specializes in cases involving personal injury, catastrophic injury, nursing home abuse, and any other situation where someone was injured by the negligence of others. As I've said before, if insurance companies ever resolve claims the way they should, I'd be out of a job, but I'm not worried about that happening. Did you know insurance adjusters are trained to pay you as little as possible to protect their company's bottom line? They say they're genuinely concerned about you, but really the goal is to settle the claim with you for far less money than you deserve. My job is to make sure they pay the full value of your claim and nothing less. You can speak directly with me by calling my office at 404-777-HURT, visit my website at DerekMHayes.com, or check out my social media platforms on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to catch my podcast, Injury Insider with Derek Hayes, wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast. I look forward to speaking with you. All right, we're back now, and I want to pick back up with the Enneagram, and let's start talking about some of the individual numbers. Let, you wouldn't have to go all through all of them, but just yeah. pick a few of the ones that we uh, would want to talk about now and, and explain those. Sure. So, you know, if you go on Google and you, uh, you know, just search Enneagram diagram, there's a ton out there that are really good. Um, I like the ones that have, you know, again, I'm a learner. As the more information, the better. So we're, we happen to be looking at an example um, that's just full of information. But what you'll notice is um, there's nine numbers around the outside of a circle and then a bunch of arrows in between. And so the number on the outside is um, sort of what we would frame as your Enneagram number. And the way I explain it you will probably not hear this anywhere else but it's it's an analogy that has a, a picture in your head that I think works uh, for people to understand so I am an Enneagram 8 so I um, sort of describe that as I have this tool belt with tools on it that eights use a lot and my example is I have like picture hanging tools and so if I was going to hang a picture what kind of tools might I have in my tool belt if I hang pictures all the time 
well, a drill, a hammer, a drill, screws. a hammer, screws, yep. you know, that wire, wire mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I know how to use those tools really well because I hang pictures all the time. And for the most part, those tools serve me really well until my toilet breaks and my hammer has the potential to do more damage on a broken toilet than it will fix it. Okay, so that's sort of an awareness and an understanding that my tool belt serves me really well most of the time and it's missing some things. And so um, to the left and right of each number on the diagram is what we call the wings. So just like bird or uh, angel wings, they're only to the left and right side of your body or your base number. Okay, so for an eight, it would be a seven and a nine. A seven and a nine. That's exactly right. If you're a two, it would be a one and a three. And so if somebody tells you I'm an eight wing four, stop listening to them. They don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) right it is only the number on either side and so they say that we are born with one of those stronger than the other and then we strengthen the second one in the second half of our lives and so if you imagine it's almost like as an eight and my wings are seven and nine I can borrow tools from the seven tool belt and the nine tool belt okay Okay? Okay. so maybe now I get toilet fixing tools and maybe now I get gosh I don't know uh, electrician. Washing machine. I don't know. Now exactly. Yeah, you like got, some you got other electrical. tool belt okay. that I have some other tools to be able to use. And so um, if you imagine your, they say your base number is kind of like, like imagine your favorite protein, whether you're a steak eater or a shrimp eater or whatever. And the, your wings are sort of like salt and pepper. So some days you feel a little bit more like salt and hmm. some days you feel a little more like pepper. So you have the ability to lean into either and we get to borrow those tools. And then what the arrows show us is um, in most diagrams you'll find if you go with the arrow, it takes you to your stress number. Now I want to be really careful. We don't ever turn into any other number than our base number. I will never be something other than an eight. I am an eight. I will be an eight my whole life. That will never change. Um, But in stress, I borrow the tools from my five tool belt. Okay. So I, it gives me some other tools to be able to use in certain circumstances. And then if you go against the arrow, um, you go to the number that you behave like when you're really well, when things are really good, when you are your best self. So an eight would go against a two. Yeah. So, well, against the arrow. Against so the arrow. So we behave more like a two, a two when we're really, really good. Okay. Yep. And so we eights are challengers. Uh, we like to be against. We are generally pretty bold. We are fierce. Um, we are quick to say no to things. We have very, very, very strong boundaries. I am also an eight. Yeah. Just <laughs> as we're listening. Derek's giggling. <laughs> This is the point where I run out of the car. He says that every stay show. Stay out there for about I'm an hour. I'm just saying. Yeah. I mean, the people, you know, you get to know. everyone's yeah. listening. I'm, I love putting it out there. I'm an eight, and right. I say it boldly. And most of us eights are very proud. Right. That is, yeah, that, is, uh, that is very true. But so what that means, though, is when, our, when we are our best selves and we behave more like a two, we are more nurturing. We are more generous. We are um, uh, more giving, more caring. I'll give you a quick example. So I used to run a domestic violence program in shelter, and my eight energy works great with judges and getting temporary protective orders and sheriffs and abusers and we are we are absolute as eights and uh, advocates of the underdog and Mm -hmm. so I like put my superwoman cape on and go save everybody's day and most of the time that really really worked but when I brought a woman and her children into the shelter at two or three in the morning straight out of the hospital getting beat up literal life and death that hammer that eight tool would not have worked. And I didn't know the Enneagram back then, but looking back at it, I'm so grateful that I have all the two tools Mm -hmm. because my nurturing self was, is it okay if I put my hand on your back? Can I give you a hug? What do you need a drink? Can we get the kids some snacks, right? Uh Like it was this whole other dynamic 
that people who knew the eight me, like like the judge that I just was with this morning, did not get to see the nurturing side of right. me. I was there with a job to do, and we did it, and it sure. worked really well. My hammer worked. Again, at two or three in the morning, it didn't work, and I was so grateful to have the, those other tools and those other tool belts. So I think the invitation with the Enneagram is to learn all the tools you have, and then I think both the invitation and the challenge is figuring out which situation requires which tools and using them appropriately. Right? All right, so there are three of us at the table here. Two of you are eights. Yep. And the other one of us, that would be me. Yes. I've been told I'm a two yes. based on the test. Yep. And the interesting thing, like Lita said earlier in the introduction, she described me to you mm -hmm. in the conversation, but you and I have never met before today. Mm -hmm. And having not met me and me not having taken the test yet, you also said I was a two. Mm -hmm. So that mm -hmm. means I'm a nurturer, a servant, a host, manipulator is my weakness. Yeah. So if you, this particular Enneagram diagram that we're looking at says that your vice is manipulation, that you avoid your own needs because you're focused on the needs of others. And then your basic need is to be needed. And so one of the things that happens for twos um, and, and a way that twos and eights are opposite. So eights, we have very strong boundaries. Sometimes our boundaries are too strong. I, I can be known to say no to something that probably would have been good for me because I'm like, oh yeah, that's a no for me. And I just, make a You're snap done. decision and, yeah I'm just yeah. move on yeah. yeah I don't look back whereas twos um can have can struggle in the other direction about not having great boundaries because twos so eights let me go back eights have um we can be sort of arrogant and we avoid weakness because we have eights have some of the biggest hearts of any of any number on the enneagram and so they come across as really fierce and bold as to like protect themselves eights are very good at protecting themselves and again advocating and protecting for everybody else whether or not that's really in our lane Right? Like okay. whether or not that's our job to do, we will tend to swoop in and protect everybody else. Twos are similar in that they want to do a bunch of things for a bunch of other people, whether or not it's in their lane. They want to swoop in and save the day, but they want to like provide for them. And they want to um, they want to try to predict what everybody else needs and provide it for them before they even know they need it. And so for both of us, sometimes we can get uh, feedback to stay in our own lane that that person didn't ask for their day to be saved and they're sure. perfectly adept at managing themselves and we need to mind our own business and and this is a neat part about the Enneagram is lots of us can behave similarly but the reason for doing it the motivation for doing it is very different so again for us eights it's save your day in terms of strength and protection and backbone I always imagine my eight self stands a little straighter, stands a little upright. There's some like fierceness there. Whereas um, often we eights get frustrated with twos because I just want to shake you. Like, would you have a backbone? <laughs> would you stand up for yourself? Would you advocate for what you if need? If she didn't know the Enneagram, I would think she lives in our home. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, okay. Now that, that begs another question. So as a career, I'm an attorney. I'm yeah. a zealous advocate for clients. Yes. And I will fight till the end for each and every client I have. Yes. Uh, very aggressively. Yes. But and that's not my personality. That isn't your sort of natural inclination. But again, you and you and eight, you and Lita share a line. So that's right. you Look. go to eight and stress. And so you have the ability to borrow all the tools from the eight tool so belt. So in a work capacity, yes. a career capacity, you're I'm an stepping eight. into exactly. Sure. When okay. you're feeling that stress, and listen, gosh, this is a, a conversation for another day, but we always think about stress in terms of it being negative, but there's very good stress. Getting married, you guys just talked about getting married. It's called eustress, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, which is good stress, right? We have okay. good stress when we have babies. We have good stress when we get married. We have good stress when we start a new relationship. But our bodies can't always differentiate the good stress from the bad stress. So it's just 
feel stressful. Yeah, manifest itself right. the same way. However, that looks like. So for you, what can be really healthy about that aid energy is that backbone, is being clear about what you want and asking for it, is advocating and articulating for what you need. And so in court, yes, on the one hand, you are advocating for your client. That's the end result. But in the moment, you're saying to the judge, I object to whatever that is. Sure. I want this other thing, right? You have to know what you want in order to serve them as the end result. And you're advocating and fighting for that thing. Okay. So that's the two borrowing from yeah. the eight. Yes, using that. the eight tools that you yeah. have in the tool belt. Gotcha. And then she gets to borrow because, again, she goes to eight in security or in growth. She gets to borrow those nurturing tools when it makes the most sense to do so. Sure. Now, where we differentiate, so we as eights go to five in stress. So where we normally are putting, like, all of this energy out into the world, right? Normally very, like, bold and loud and assertive and aggressive and all these things. The five energy is, like, really settled in, grounded. It's almost like I I almost feel like, let me pull in all my resources. Let me try to fill my own cup. Like I'm feeling kind of empty. I've just poured out in, you know, in podcasts, in speaking gigs, in coaching and all, you know what I mean? Like I'm teaching all the time and I'm like pouring all myself out. And so sometimes on a weekend or if I've gone all these days in a row, I'm like, okay, I don't like it, but I really need to maybe just be by myself sure, and like sit on the couch and read a book or like just watch some Netflix and not have my brain going and not be on all the time mm -hmm. because I like to work and we have the energy. We, eights have the most energy of Ooh, any number on I the Enneagram. And again, not like flitting butterfly energy, like, like marathon energy, right? Like sure. just go and go and go and go and go like Energizer Bunny. But so when we, I have always, especially in my younger years, hated that fiveness. I felt sort of weak and like I was giving up if I like needed a Saturday afternoon off. Well, now I just learning the Enneagram. It's like, I know that the only way I get to be my best eight self next week is to have a Saturday afternoon on the couch with some Netflix. So you know, like I need that downtime. So when we pull in, when we're pouring out less and we're like a little more quiet, a little more reserved, it's okay. That serves us really well. Again, it's just about everybody else in our inner circle sort of not getting mad about that or like not holding it against you, but really just saying, well, how can I help? Or what do you need? Or what's going on? Whereas you as a two in stress, you go to the four energy and four energy, um, fours want to be very, very unique, very, very individualist. Um, but all the fours I know are really into their five senses. So they're thinking a lot about like beauty, like, does it smell good in here? Does the blanket feel good? Do, is that the right room temperature? Like all, like they're, really aware really of their own senses and so it's like is there a candle is the lighting just right is the the ambiance feel good and so uh again your your two-ness um going against the arrow to your growth that's your four energy which is, is like the stress escape is that kind of what you're well so the the four energy for you is growth like when you're your okay, best self okay. you're more you're less concerned about providing for everybody else so they love you in return and more aware of your own needs and what would feel really good okay. for you in that time all right so my wings you have and, wings and one and three i don't want to focus on me but yeah it, no, for sure. the first yeah. thing i see on, on one is perfectionist right and i'm very guilty of trying to be a perfectionist in anything and everything i do yeah it drives me crazy sometimes when i don't feel like i've reach the level of perfection that I yeah. put upon myself. Yeah. But then as a three, I see achiever. 
is the top one. Yes. And I also strive to achieve. Well, and I imagine, so threeness is very much like courtroom energy, yes. right? Like you're That's kind of I'm putting on too. a show and there's very much an image and it needs to look a certain way and we're manufacturing, uh, you know, how, how it's perceived. And so, yeah, one super perfectionists have the most critical inner voice of any number in the Enneagram, hardest on themselves. Three is really interested in success, goal achievement, and the image of success. So sometimes a three can occasionally cut a corner in order to like check the box that I finished the thing, even though I didn't do it didn't well really do necessarily. It right I will say the commonality between ones and threes is sometimes ones and threes um, may not start a thing like start a new goal achievement, start a new project. Ones might not start it because they don't think they can get it perfect. And threes might not start it if they don't think that they can achieve it and look good while they're achieving it. Huh. Interesting. Isn't this cool? So yes, yes. I really feel like because we're unpacking so much of the numbers, because we took the tests, I think anyone listening, go take the test. Uh, I will have the link to it on my website, Status Life with Lita. Dot com And I will also put the diagram attached to the podcast. So go back and listen to the podcast. Find out your number and then unpack all this with us. I yeah. think it's really, really interesting. Absolutely. Um, and there's, I mean, I, I don't know, hundreds of podcasts out there. You can listen to all sorts of podcasts about the Enneagram and about, um, you know, hearing different people's perspectives on it. Um, you know, we gave my information. You're welcome to be in contact with me. Um, if you'd want to, you know, have one session and just tell me about me or if you want to do it within a relationship. I recommend or, you know, it to everyone. And <laughs> I've had, had some just calling. I'm like, yeah. I, got a, I got one question. And yeah. we stayed on the phone for 15 minutes. You yeah. had to go. Otherwise, yeah. I would have talked to you my whole drive. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, it just, there's so many levels. I mean, we're yep. just scratching the surface onto what it is and using ourselves as examples. But again, yeah. you you can just go and go and go and kind of yeah. go down the rabbit so hole. Much fun. But yeah. I really like what you said. And I wrote the word down because at the beginning of the show, you said, I'm going to paraphrase this, but it's almost like you know yourself and mm -hmm. you knew that there was something to it, but this gave you the vocabulary. The it yes. gives you the language. But yep. I feel like e you were talking about a five. Now, mm -hmm. I'm going to read these words of a five. These are extra words. This is the, I'm holding an Enneagram books, mm -hmm. but these are more adjectives that, yep. that pa unpack into a five. Mm -hmm. Cerebral, objective, self-sufficient, rational, private, competent, disciplined, reserved, independent and thoughtful mm -hmm. now that doesn't really sound like me some of them do right the um competent independent but when you were unpacking a five you started talking about how i as an eight need that reserve like yeah. I, i've got to go tap into my reserves and i've got to go be quiet for a minute and when you said it, I went, that's the vocabulary, that that word private, that word self-sufficient. I have to go recharge. And, and yeah. now, because I work so much, I almost have to do that on a daily basis. Yeah. It gave me the language to understand why I have that behavior she trait. She has a room in the house where she goes, literally. Yeah, I do. To, yeah. To I built alone. an kind entire of room. Yeah. Yes. Well, and let me share it's with you, really because we're both eight-wing sevens, let me share with you how that plays out for me. And it might not be exactly the same for you, but we as eights are really, uh, we're very, very loyal and we um, get really really hurt by betrayal and disloyalty mm -hmm. and when does betrayal hurt the most when people are closest to us that betray us sure. right and so the way I used to sort of spiral into my fiveness and some demise was I would get betrayed by a boss 
or a friend, somebody that I really trusted, there would be some betrayal there. And so our eightness with like all of our energy out into the world, which means like all of ourselves out into the world. And then like, when you betrayed me, it's kind of like I got my hand smacked and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take me and all my toys and everything I know and all my (laughs) skills and talents and I'm leaving the sandbox. Right. And, and you know, that's a, a funny analogy, but it really literally was, I put my whole self, my whole heart out there. You took advantage of it. I have to like, almost like a turtle who pulls their head and hands and feet in the shell. It's like, I gotta, I gotta pull all of me back into me because I feel like I missed something here. Like if I trusted you and you weren't to be trusted, we are, we didn't get to triads yet, but we are a gut instinct triad. So it's like our instincts are generally really, really good and service really well. And generally I can trust them. And so then when something like that happens that I get my hand smacked, I'm like, oh gosh, I don't know if I can trust myself and my instincts because I trusted you and you smacked my hand. So let me take all, again, my, my abilities, my skills, my talents, myself back into me. And then where it gets into that five energy is let me reflect on, let me review all the data and evidence I had that you were trustworthy and now why did this betrayal just happen Mm -hmm. so that's the data part that's the like i'm gonna reanalyze all of that to see if this was my stuff and my error or your stuff and your error before i risk putting my whole self out there again with you or anyone else is there something to the finality of it with an eight because i am an eight and I'm, i'm thinking of a very specific situation where Trust was broken. Mm-hmm. I was hurt. Mm-hmm. I was betrayed. Mm-hmm. I'm not going back. Like mm-hmm. that door is closed. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, I'll trust and trust and and try mm-hmm. and give the benefit of the doubt. And then there becomes a turning point mm-hmm. where you where you're complete. Not you personally. Right. That person yeah. done. Right. Whether it's a boss that you leave, whether it's a spouse, whether yeah. you know, you're, it's. Just I think for done. us against it's almost that overboundaried, right? We as eights are so quick to institute some boundaries and be like, yeah, oh, like my my ready answer is like, yeah, that's a no for me. <laughs> I don't I don't feel the need to explain to you why that's a no for. I don't need your permission. Like I'm like, oh nope, left swipe, moving on with it. Right. That's a that's an eight thing more than a lot of the other numbers. Um, but again, I think it depends on that other person's reaction to our boundary institution. If that person, for me at least, if that person says, oh my gosh, Nikki, I really understand how I jacked it up and hurt your feelings. And I, I absolutely see it from your perspective. And I, I really want to try to never do that again. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a, a meeting yeah, of the minds absolutely. and like some vulnerability there. Right, right. Then I will often be like, okay, carefully and gently mm-hmm. slowly even we can tiptoe back in and see how that goes but if that we most often Lita have a institute a boundary and the other person runs because they don't want to look in the mirror they don't want to own what's theirs to own we are super straight shooters in conflict we want to put the cards on the table most other people don't want to put the cards on the table in conflict I, I they don't agree. want to do that I have such respect for people who come toe to toe with me and I frankly unhealthy but lose a lot of respect for people that won't stand up for themselves or stand up to me but it's like we are so just nonchalant about like this is how I feel and I said the thing and I you know wasn't meant to hurt you it wasn't supposed to be personal but like you got your feelings all hurt and sideways but you didn't tell me that and so now there's some fissure some break in our relationship but like I can't read your you know what like say your piece but it's like I've had to learn over time that everybody a lot of people feel intimidated by just us being comfortable in our own skin and right. saying your piece. And that isn't necessarily wrong for them. 
it isn't wrong for me to feel good in my own skin and say my piece. It isn't wrong for them to be intimidated by it. For me, then the question is, how much does this relationship matter? Do I want to settle in, settle down, have a vulnerable conversation, invite them back to the table, hear their side of it too? Or am I like, yeah, that's a no for me? No, that's true. Because <laughs> I've, I've had that you know. with someone and, and it did mean enough. And we did go to the table and, you know, we're very, very, very close to this day. So yes, mm-hmm. that, and I, and then there was another one that like, bye, yep. you know, and yep. I've never looked back and I will never, I don't, it's like, it was just done, but you're right. It was different reactions on their It part depends too. what they do, yeah. I think, and, and whether they're willing to come to the table. Because again, I think there's just a lot of people really intimidated or they don't want to own their own stuff and they'll never sit at the table and say, here was my part of our dysfunction. Here's what hurt me about what you did. How do we move forward from do we move forward from here and if so how um and then to be able to really have that honest conversation I I think there's a lot of people not as clear as we are about what what we want say it it you know yeah which is what fascinates me because you I can take all these situations I'm taking parenting I'm taking Derek I'm taking you know different things that have happened in your your mind and I'm hoping everyone listening you're doing the same thing whether you're Mm -hmm. exercising right now or sitting in your car driving and you're going yes I want to know more it takes life and really makes it tangible and gives a way to navigate through it that we can understand all right i hate to intervene i hate to stop but i have some bad news it is time unfortunately now the people pleasing side of me wants to say there's good news though (laughs) (laughs) see i'm a two i know the good news is you're coming back next week for another episode we're going to pick up from here but before we go for today uh just to remind us again how we can find you and all the information about you specifically and then of course lita will do the same for you okay yeah, that'd be great. So I'm Dr. Nikki Tobias, N-I-K-K-I-T-O-B-I-A-S. My business is Grounded Vision. You'll know if you found it because either it's a blonde girl with pink hair or a giraffe. Those are uh, <laughs> those are my two things. So I'm easy to find. Grounded Vision on Facebook, uh, Grounded underscore Vision on uh, Instagram, and Grounded Vision on TikTok. I'd love to hear from you. Yes. Right, and you'll be talk. back for the next yes. show. Yes. Yes. Next yes. two shows. We'll keep talking. Oh, my God. I know. So much fun. I know. Well, I'm Lita Brooks-Hayes, and this is the Status Life with Lita podcast, and that is the way that you can find me, reach me, reach out to me. Uh, I love your stories. If you've done the Enneagram and you want to unpack it, I want to hear what number you are. I want to hear what your wings are. I just, connection is really, really big for me. I'll have to ask Nikki on the next show what what number that that is, Mm -hmm. why I'm such an extrovert, and Mm -hmm. I've got to know you guys. Status Life with Lita on Instagram and Facebook. That is also my Gmail. So if you want to type out a story that you want me to share, uh, statuslifewithlita at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Nikki. Thank you, Dr. So Nikki to Tobias, be for being here today. And you guys stay tuned for the next show on the Enneagram. And thank you again very much for joining us on Status Life with Lita, presented by Business Radio X, the law office of Derek M. Hayes, and Subaru of Gwinnett. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and Lita's Instagram, Status Life with Lita, so you don't miss any upcoming shows. This program and all the other shows are available in your favorite podcast apps. Until next time, for Lita Brooks-Hayes, I'm Derek Hayes, and you're listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X.